0: Welcome to Do I Need Therapy? Get ready to receive valuable mental health tips and enjoy open conversations about life and love and when you need to ask for help. Let's reduce the stigma. I'm your host, Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for today's modern day. My guest experts and I are here to inspire you along your mental health journey and remind you, you are not alone. Hey family, this is Dr. April Andell, your go-to therapist for figuring out life in today's modern day. So glad you are tuning in because today, you know, just a little bit of a special episode because I wanted to address a particular question in regards to this time of the year. That question has really been... It keeps popping up, not just the do I need therapy, but also what am I going through right now? Is this winter blues? I think I have winter blues. So I wanted to address it today because you know what? Yes, family, it's actually a thing. It is for real. So we're going to get into it today. So let's talk about it, shall we? I wanted to make sure that you have the tips and tricks to really understand what it is and then get a handle on it to recognize it and then know what the symptoms are. So right now what's happening is that the weather has changed, things have cooled down, the sunlight is not with us as much, and things are darker inside of the environment that we live in every single day. The environment has essentially changed. And when that happens, it does make sense that our bodies respond in kind. And therefore, our moods are going to change. Sometimes even just how we feel, how we operate inside of every day, that changes too, so, first thing is that yes, family, yes, winter blues is actually for real, a real thing. It has been inside of many uh, doctors' panels, all the way up to, you know, the American Psychological Association, all the way up to the American Medical Association, and it is officially a classified diagnosis. It is currently called seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD or sad for short, right? <laughs> kind of quite fitting, but winter blues can actually raise to that level. So when you are thinking about the winter months are upon you, but also do know that when it gets to a more serious point, this is actually something that does need treatment. So once again, I am actually a licensed marriage and family therapist. I work with a lot of clients and we talk about whatever matters most Specific things such as this, such as how things change and how outlooks change, how relationships change, and even can be affected by things that we all are affected by, including the weather, including our environment, and how that changes too. So, the first thing is important to recognize it. And just on that particular level, you want to make sure that you don't get down about it, you don't get down on yourself about it, you don't Punish yourself for it. I'm not as productive as I was before. I've lost my motivation. I don't have the energy. I'm so tired. This sucks. I'm really bad right now. I'm not doing great. And the thing is, is that, you know, all those things may be true, but it's happening in a cycle. Everything has a cycle in this world. Everything. You're thinking about the cycles of seasons right now. There's winter, there's summer, there's spring, but also think about the cycles that are happening inside of your body your breath has a rhythm, your heart has a rhythm, your blood circulation has a rhythm. So when you're thinking about that, remember that, of course, you would have a rhythm that responds to the environment as well. Your rhythm is goes back to when we were in stone age, you know, that the rhythm is, is that humans, they are hunters and gatherers. So they hunt during times where it's it's ideal, you, times and environments where it's ideal to go after game. And then they gather those particular things, particularly during times of winter, hunters and gatherers. So there's a level of going out and being about and migrating. And then there's a level where we are going into points where we stay inside, we bunker down. For animals, this is a cycle of hibernation. During the winter, they hibernate. During the summer, they're out and about. We are very similar. We are animals after all, right? So remember that your body and your environment to the seasons and the seasons changing, it has a rhythm as well. So I don't want you to get down on yourself. Just remember that you can get through this. It's temporary. It's not permanent. And then on top of that, remember all the times that you've gone through it in the past. So remember that we have these rhythms inside of us and All the times that you have gone through a winter and you've made it through to the spring, to the summer, just remember those times that you have overcome it. And it's going to give you strength, once again, to remind you that you are going to be okay. So there's just a small lesson of the winter blues of SAD. So inside of that, do know that, yes, it is very common. Many of us experience it. If you are listening and this particular podcast title, it was very intriguing to you. I am guessing that you are somebody who's experiencing the darker days of winter. So I know that for listeners all across the board, you may have a lot of sunlight right now, a lot of warm weather and others, not so much. But if you're finding yourself on the ladder, it's, it very much makes sense. And it's because the days are shorter and darker. So this is where you start when you're thinking about how do you then respond to it? But for right now, I want to make sure that you understand just the basic symptoms. The main one is when you're finding yourself having difficulty sleeping. So difficulty sleeping is basically because your sleep rhythm has been knocked off schedule because you're experiencing less sunlight the light that your body receives to transmit through the brain that it's daytime versus nighttime, right? So sleep during wake time, you're going to lose that process with your body because it's going to have more difficult signals to understand when you wake up and when you fall to sleep. So difficulty sleeping is a very big, big, big sign to understand if you are experiencing this difficulty then you're going to think about you know having less energy you're probably feeling a lot more fatigue all those things are very symptomatic of winter blues but when you know it's more difficult when it's more serious more it's some more of a serious condition that you need to treat understand that SAD is a process of depression so you're looking at specific hallmarks of depression to understand the difference between when you're having just a couple of bad days during the winter time and you're bouncing back versus when you're having those bad days and they're turning into weeks or or months at a time. With the doctor, what they are looking for is for you having those really difficult dark days on consecutive timeline of at least two weeks happening every day additionally, with that process of understanding that it's more serious, it's a depression or seasonal affective disorder, your mood will be down. Perhaps you'll be experiencing more depression most of the day, nearly every day. You're going to have a loss of interest in the normal activities that you used to enjoy. All those things that you used to do that used to perk you right up, maybe you don't feel as engaged inside of those things as normal. Other things to look out for is when you're struggling with focus, when you're struggling to perform you know, regular actions of responsibilities that you have every day, not being as productive. Yes, maybe. But when you're struggling with the focus, that's different because that's mental recall. So whenever you're having that decline, that sometimes could indicate a little bit more of a, a more serious issue. Also, we talked before about that constant feeling of fatigue and lethargy. I have this one in particular. Sometimes I feel the fatigue in my bones. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm so tired. It's in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. So having deep, deep, deep fatigue and lethargy, that can be that can also be an indicator that something is more serious than realized. Also, you may find yourself withdrawing and isolating from friends and family. This is a big one. This is a big 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 red flag. If you are choosing repeatedly to stay to yourself, that is definitely a sign of a more serious condition of depression. And remember, this is also where I want you to really really think about your own preservation <laughs> in future because When you have these first pings of wanting to stay home rather than, you know, engaging with other people, and I know COVID complicates all of that that we've experienced in the past year, but we have other ways of connecting on the phone, texting, Zooming, being able to visit people in small numbers, you know, going out in masks, still have to run errands, go to the grocery store. So inside of that process of where even though we... Our everyday has changed slightly in the social sphere. You're still choosing to make sure that you do go out. When you're choosing to not do those things and staying isolated and withdrawn in your own circle, in your own bubble, in your room, only in your bed, this is more serious. But also, do know that if you are experiencing winter depression, right, the winter blues, this is what will get you the most quickly to depression than anything else. So when you realize that you're having a couple of bad days and you start to isolate, that is what makes you most susceptible to depression. So I really want you to concentrate inside of your decisions every day, working to isolate less, working to not withdraw away from other people. It really makes a difference. And then you have the really also dark, difficult parts. This is when your mental outlook changes. This is when your mindset shifts in regards to how you see yourself, how you view yourself and your life. When you start to feel hopeless about your present or your future, this becomes very, very serious. So feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, those usually indicate that you are in a depressive episode. And if you're having those really dark thoughts, sometimes it could be suicidal thoughts of harming yourself, thoughts of not wanting to be here. Those are thoughts that are really challenging to deal with all the spectrum. But when you're having any of those thoughts, you want to understand that something more serious could be happening and you do need treatment. Okay, so now that you have a few signs of exactly what to look for and understand inside of the winter blues, it's important to know what you can do next. And the good thing is that actually there's a lot that you can do to help with your winter blues. It's just making intentional effort for each step. So the first thing you want to do is operate by getting more sunlight. So sunlight is very important. And I could tell you the whole biophysical mechanism of how that happens. And the sun shines on your skin and your skin is the largest organ of your body. And it transforms the sunlight into specific Chemicals and other things that is easily neuro received through the brain, through the cell, the mitochondria, and all that fun stuff. But the main thing to understand, (laughs) because I could go on and on, I was a medical geek for a moment there. But the main thing is to understand that it happens through the basis of when your body takes in sunlight, it creates vitamin D inside of the skin, and vitamin D is oil based. So that oil is able to be utilized throughout the body. It's able to be absorbed, not just through your skin, your your other cells, also through the brain. So that's how it's able to help your mood because it helps inside of that process where the brain sends neurochemicals available to specific parts of your brain to release things like serotonin and melatonin to help you fall asleep, serotonin to make you feel happy. So this is a whole medical mechanism ask your local doctor, right? (laughs) For me, I'm just going to let you know it's good, good, good stuff. So when you have lack of sunlight during the day, your body doesn't have this conversion to get more vitamin D, declining sunlight to declining vitamin D to declining serotonin, and it declines in your overall mood. So direct sunlight would be absolutely vital. So I am talking to my people out there who do not have a lot of sun around them. So your goal is The moment you see sun, wherever you are, it's important that you get yourself to it. Put your face inside of that sun, whether you're outside or just at the window, put yourself inside of that sun for at least 15 minutes. So, we know that the day, the weather, it always changes, but this is why, whenever you catch a glimpse of the sun, this is your goal whenever you're experiencing winter blues. And that's just to help with getting more sunlight to get more vitamin D for your body. Then, Another thing is to get some light therapy. There are actual SAD light therapy lamps out there that are very, very excellent at replicating natural light through light boxes. And they use a lot of fluorescent bulbs to mimic sunlight. It's really interesting. They found repeatedly through lots of excellent research with people of all ages, particularly around the 18 to 47-year-old mark that they found that this actually works very, very well. So just a light lamp, imagine it. I know everybody knows their their circle lights. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but much bigger, and it creates more fluorescence so that your body interprets it kind of to mimic sunlight. So inside, you would use it in your room, at your couch, and you turn it on and you're able to utilize it for certain amounts of times. And even just 15 minutes a day where you have synthetic light, it can make a difference. This week's review shout out goes to Rich Rael and Dr. Opry. Rich Rael writes, April and Dale clearly has much to share. Her presentation sounds like a private conversation, but she speaks to all different kinds of people with clearly different lives as long as they're willing to listen. Her therapeutic advice is on target, And her warm, nurturing voice lifts us where we want to be. Come back to her podcast again and again, and you can feel more capable in difficult churning times. Wow, Rich, Rael, thanks so much for that review that that gave me all the warm fuzzies. And I'm so hopeful that it is meaningful to everyone who listens. Dr. Opry writes, April's soothing voice and engaging personality makes you want to listen to each podcast repeatedly. Had to subscribe. Also appreciate the various relatable topics. Looking forward to more. Thanks so much, Dr. Opri. I really appreciate the review and more is to come. And if you want to be a part of the family and hear your review on the air, just go to Apple Podcasts, go to the show page where you see my picture, then scroll all the way down to the stars, put in your star rating, and then submit your written review. And perhaps yours will be picked for the review shout out next week. Also, you want to take in more supplements during the winter, more health supplements. Your top one that you want to think about is adding more. Guess what? What are we talking about? Vitamin D. So add more vitamin D to your supplement routine. I also encourage omega-3s and lots of vitamin C, all good stuff to add into your everyday routine so that you're nourished during this time. Because remember, during the winter months, your body is lacking the regular nutrients it's getting from the environment. So you have to help it by boosting it just a little bit. So vitamin D would be top on your list for that. Another step that you'd wanna take is making sure that you are moving your body, okay? This is really simple and really easy. I'm not talking about being at the gym (laughs) with like a hundred pound weights for a full hour. None of that whatsoever. Think about it in just the process of moving your body to flex and contract. So walking is really good. If you're a runner, get out there and run, you know, get on full winter gear and and make sure that the walking and running are happening outside. If you have a treadmill, that's fantastic. Even just stretching for a good, once again, 15 minutes can be really helpful. It's going to allow your muscles to work and essentially extend and contract as well. So stretching, yoga is excellent for this. And we've got that wonderful thing called YouTube, which has every kind of exercise (laughs) and yoga and also using your own body weight. There's all kinds of things on YouTube. I use it every other day. Every other day, I move my body, usually through walking, but also stretching and yoga. So I encourage you to do that too. It's going to help your body be able to be active and connects to your brain to then boost your mood. Next thing I'd want you to always consider, and if you know me, you know this is one of the things that I say over and over and over again, self-care in so many different aspects. So make sure that you are constantly aware of what you need and keep you healthy and well. So, you know, the self-care, the bubble baths, the showers, wash your hair, take good care of yourself. Of course, all of those things, everything that makes you feel good and well inside of your body is really helpful. But self-care is not just bubble baths and wine, (laughs) right? So think about self-care also in expressions of creativity. What helps you utilize your mind to be creative? I also like to tell my clients whenever you're being creative, think about it in whatever makes your mind work and whatever makes your hands work. Puzzles, painting, drawing, knitting, things like that, but extend it more. If you are really good with Sudoku, if you are enjoy utilizing hardware and carpentry, woodwork, things like that, if you're a handyman at heart and you know how to fix everything, these are things that are really helpful because they make your mind work and they make your hands work. And those two combined can help with releasing creative flows inside of your mind. So self-care on that level is really good. Self-care in making sure that you're taking care of you in relation to the relationships that matter to you. So with loved ones, how are you staying in touch with people that you miss in touch with people who you want to check in with? that you want to be able to check in with you. So this goes back to at the very beginning where I was talking about making sure that you do not isolate during these times. We wanting to make sure that you're constantly, intentionally reaching out to others in ways that you can connect. And if it's a loved one, if it's family, if it's friends, people who are in your circle and who mean a lot to you, remember that doing those regular check-ins, a call, a Zoom call, arriving to someone's house with a mask, right? (laughs) In low numbers, just for small, smaller connections, one-on-ones, those are still very meaningful as well. So plan for it, put it in your schedule, arrange for it, make it very intentional and make it regular. I tell my clients a lot, if there's somebody who means a lot to you, make that connection regular and plan it, put it in your schedule, make it an actual meeting. I have a client Without fail, she has a best friend and they meet every Thursday at noon for tea, no matter what they're doing. You know for sure that they switched Zoom, right? (laughs) But they're still meeting every Thursday for tea. They've been doing this for 41 years. It's pretty impressive. So, self care in regards to how you care for yourself through your relationships is also very important as well. And, you know, everything else that brings you joy, anything that gives you a laugh, makes you smile, makes you think about the positive side of things of life, that's self care too. So, gratitude exercises, a funny movie, helping somebody to do something, helping volunteering, things like that, things that are good to your spirit is also self care. And a final self care thing that I would share is when you need to say no say no. And when you feel like you could say yes, say yes. (laughs) These are the things that you can do right now. But when you know that it's something more serious, think about it once again. If you're feeling these things for longer stretches of time, around two weeks or more, and you're seeing these larger symptoms, we talked about isolation, withdrawal. We talked about feeling hopeless, helpless, or having dark, difficult thoughts about harming yourself. Those are key indicators telling you that something is more serious and you need professional help. So go first to your primary care doctor. You say that you're not feeling well. You give them your symptoms. I'm lethargic. I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling depressed. I can't get out of bed. Not quite myself. I don't have any energy. They will be able to give you some tests or do a blood check, anything like that, just to kind of rule out some other symptoms. But on top of that, they're going to be the ones that are able to perhaps diagnose you with seasonal affective disorder, perhaps diagnose you with depression and give you medication. And don't worry, this medication, it's usually low dose dose and it's usually temporary. It's there for a reason until you no longer need it, and then you become titrated. That's essentially when you work with your doctor to bring your medication down to the point where you don't need it anymore. So all those things are very important to check in with your doctor. And furthermore, you can also make sure to check in with a therapist. During this process and journey, it's always good to talk to somebody about what you're going through. So I am a therapist. I do this all the time. And it's really important because it's a place where you can share and have a safe space about your particular journey. And you definitely can do that. With me, you can always start first by checking out a discovery session. That's just at aprilandell.com slash discovery. But in more, you are welcome to always check in with a bunch of resources that are all around the web. One of the other ones that I'm very familiar with is BetterHelp is really great. There's also Talkspace and quite a few others. So do know that out there, there's a lot of different resources. At the very least, you can find a local therapist that is available to you. A lot of people are virtual right now, but it still works. Online therapy is still very, very valuable. So those are the steps to get you through winter depression. Hopefully also you understand the difference between winter depression and seasonal affective disorder, what you can do right now to treat it. Remember sunlight, light therapy, exercise, vitamin D, self-care, and making sure that you get proper help and professional help and attention when you know it's something more serious. So that's pretty much it for now. Thanks so much for asking that question. If you have any more, you know where to find me. Anywhere online at April Lindell. So winter blues and seasonal affective disorder, it is real. You do want to pay attention to it, but do know that it is completely treatable. You have every capability of getting through those periods of time, making sure that you are intentionally taking care of yourself and moving forward with intentional action and seeking professional help if needed I hope you enjoyed today's episode of do I need therapy if you did please tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on apple podcast or wherever you're tuned in If you're always on Instagram like myself, come check out my page. I've got lots of tips and tricks on life and mental wellness. Ask me your questions. Plus, tell me what's on your mind, even if you need to figure out if you need therapy. And for my Facebookers and all my Twitter peeps and my Pinterest pinners, I'm online there too. In fact, I'm everywhere at April and Dell. Meantime, I can't wait to chat with you again on the next episode. So, till then, peace, love, and mental wellness.